On today's show, we talk to Christy about her run Disney weekend. This is WWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 198. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. Today, I'm chatting with Christy, who did a run Disney weekend. And Christy has all of the tips about run Disney. This was not her first race. Um, And we discuss how run Disney gives you very little information on their website. So if you have questions about stuff, it can be really hard to find the answers. So Christy and I discussed everything and anything we could think of that might be helpful, whether um, you're running a race for the first time, or maybe you've done it before. Maybe you've got somebody who wants to be a spectator. So anything we could think of, all the tips that she could come up with, uh, we talk about that. We talk about doing Disney a little bit differently. Uh, She's normally uh, a planner, and I assume you probably are too if you're listening to this podcast, but sometimes it can be fun to go without, you know, such a heavy plan. So this time she went spreadsheet free, you know, no hour by hour, minute by minute plans. And so we talked a little bit about how that worked. And we also talked about crowds. Race weekend crowds can be crazy. So the combination of going in without a plan plus crowds means that they didn't do as much ride-wise. So what did they do instead? How did they spend their time? Was it worth it to go in with a little bit less of a plan? So a lot of really fun, helpful information. Um, And I'm just going to let Christy jump right in. Hey, Christy. Thanks for being on the show today. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Let's talk Disney. So tell us a little bit about your trip. So this trip was centered around the Wine and Dine Half Marathon. Um, That's the only race I did for the weekend challenge or anything. So we flew out on a Friday. We both took off work, flew back on Saturday. Tell us a little bit about Wine and Dine. Um, You know, the only other one I've done is Princess. Well, I did did an old one that's no longer available, Tower of Terror one, but... Um, between Princess and Wine and Dine, I feel like Wine and Dine has more of like a party vibe, if that makes sense. Yeah, anything related to to food and wine. <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun. Fun atmosphere, food and wine festival. And it I I thought there would be more food and wine themed costumes, but there weren't. <laughs> oh, that does surprise me. Yeah. All right. Did you dress people love dressing up and going all out for their run Disney costumes? Did you dress up? Yes. I so our first trip was in 2012 and we went to Food and Wine and that's like what made us love Disney. So I made a costume based the Food and Wine booklet from that year. Um <laughs> I know it's it's very niche and nobody knew what it was. Um so I just like took the design and put it on my but my friend I ran with made a cardboard trash can ran in that. <laughs> <laughs> like the oh, world yeah, showcase trash can. Yeah, because that's your table during yes. food and wine is the trash cans. I like that. You guys, you had some deep cuts with your costumes. She got I a lot that. of attention for hers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that brings us into who who were you traveling with? So I traveled with my husband. Uh, we also have a four-year-old. We left her home with grandma for this trip because the logistics of the um, But I have a local friend named Kelly. And so she is the one that like from the airport and she ran. So it was traveled with my husband, but also a trip to visit with. Okay. What were the dates that you guys were there? November 3rd through 6th. Okay. I'm really interested to hear about the run. Um crowds because any race weekend can get a little crazy crowd wise. So I'm curious to hear about that. And also what your husband uh, did during 
during your race. So let's kind of jump into it. Uh, your friend picked you up. Are you staying with your friend? Are you staying on property? We stayed at the Swan um, because the the race is kind of centered around Epcot. So the start and the finish is outside of Epcot. And we also, because we like the festival, we love staying in that area. So we stayed there. Um, she dropped us off. She actually dropped my husband off so he could go into the And then she and I went to um, the expo to get our. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So the, the Run Disney Expo um, also can get a little nutty. It depends on when you go. Were you there the first day? No. So it started, okay. I believe, Probably not Thursday. as crazy no, since you weren't there on day one. No, it's not at all on the second day. Um, I am not big on merch. I mean, I like merch, but the culture around it, my scene, I can't. I could it. not agree more. Disney has some of the cutest stuff ever, but it can turn into such a negative experience with resellers and people like hoarding stuff and yeah. price yeah. gouging. So Kelly wanted the I did it pin. She's got one from every race, um, but she had to work that day, the first the first day. That, so she didn't end up going. They were all gone. Oh, bummer. And they're on eBay. For, yeah, price the price gouging. Yes, yeah. if you miss out, yeah. unfortunately, you have to pay the eBay prices. Oh. I will say if you wait, though, often those eBay yes. prices are nutty. If you wait like a month, I bet she can get it That's for what she's going to do. Yeah. Sure. So let's backtrack for just a second. Anyone who's not familiar with Run Disney um, talk to us a little bit about the expo. Like, why do you have to go to the expo? What can you, where is it? What do you do there? What do you find there? You mentioned merch. So they have um, any race you ever do will have a packet pickup. Um, typically, if it's a small race, like local 5k, you're going to pick it up that morning. If it's a bigger race like these, or even um, like the rock and roll races around the country, you have to go the day before and pick up your packet. You have to be the one to do it too. You can't have a friend do it. You can't have your spouse do it. Um, so all the racers will have to be there at least a day before, which you would want. To. So you get there the day before you go to the expo, which is at the ESPN wild, wide world of sports. I can never say that without saying <laughs> the wrong word. My podcast and website are WWDW, <laughs> all those W's that you all forget with wide world of sports. So yeah, it's really easy to get <laughs> tongue tied. <laughs> Um, so they have three different areas. There's the merch area, which is, um, the area that gets insane. The first day it's all run. Disney. So we did go in there. Um, she just wanted to peek and see if there was anything left. There was, but we got a good picture with the 13.1. They have a couple of other photo left in there. And then next you would go to a different building <laughs> to pick up your bib, which is the, what has the number that you run with. And then after that, you go to a completely different building and you get your shirt. And I think it's where the shirts are is where they have the X. Um, so different companies that are running related will have little booths you can buy whatever. If you forgot your fuel for your race, you can buy fuel there. You can buy socks. You can buy shoes. You can I buy bought sunglasses at the expo because I forgot mine. <laughs> you can buy sunglasses. I had to buy socks for my last one. Um, mm. Yep. Somehow flew all the way down there for a run and didn't bring them. Yeah, they've got, you know, sports bras or, you know, jogging, you know, like leggings or shorts or anything that you might need at the expo. And, um, and now I haven't done a run Disney race since 2020. I did one right before everything shut down. Which um, one did you do? I did princess. Me too. Oh, cool. I know we were both there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was dressed as Ursula. Oh, so fun. I was yeah. yeah. Uh, and which was so weird. Cause I remember thinking at the time I was like, I keep hearing about this thing, COVID. And I was just like in a corral 
a literal corral, you know, because that's what they call them. And you're mashed up against people. And then I was at the airport and I was like, I wonder if that's okay. And then a month later, everything shut down. And I got flu. I got the flu after that race. I did too. I did too. I remember being like, I wonder if this is it. Like, is this the thing everyone's talking about? It wasn't, but you know, (laughs) anyway, um, as I recall, the point of me bringing that up, as I recall, there were buses that take you from your resort to the expo because there's typically no bus that goes to ESPN wide world of sports, which is like the animal kingdom area by like the value resorts. So there's typically no bus that goes over there. So they have buses specifically to get you to and from the expo. Was that the, the case? Yes. If I hadn't had my friend with me, I could have caught a bus from the Swan. And so that's what I didn't know beforehand. Does the Swan and Dog transportation? And they do. And there's plenty of signage. Like as soon as we walked in the hotel, there was signage pointing you which way to go for race day transportation. And it was the same place for the actual. It was all very well organized. I didn't get convinced. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You made it to the expo um, and your husband's not running. So he didn't have to worry about picking up anything. It's just you and your friend, right? Right. Okay. So after you get all of your stuff, you do a little shopping, you pick up your bib, your shirt, any gear you forgot. What are you guys doing after that? And what time is it? Like, when did you get in on this day? So our flight uh, was a little delayed, not too much, but it landed at like 315. Um, which worked out because Kelly had to work. So she just took, and then I think we got to the hotel, got checked in and me and Kelly were headed to the about 4.30. And then I would, I'd say it was no more than about an hour between us going to the norm. We went to Epcot after that. Okay. How busy was the expo? You know, we had discussed day one being madness. Was it crazy on day two or were you able to, to walk through and look at everything yeah. at a more leisurely pace? It's definitely leisurely. I mean, there was no wait to get our bib, no wait to get our shirt. Nothing. I don't even think there was a wait to check out for merchandise if we'd gotten anything. So it's it's all very quick if you go. All right. So it's day one. You have to be on the ball if you really want the merch. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, wait. <laughs> don't yes. go on the first day. And they do a virtual queue the first day. So that's also mm. like you have to be there to get in. Okay. So after the expo, then I assume you're heading back to meet up with your husband and do dinner. Yes. We is, your, really... is your friend staying, like, is she hanging out with you the entire time or is she just hanging out for the race? Mostly just the race. We didn't really plan like specifics, um, just kind of played it by ear, which honestly was kind of fun. It's been a while since we've done a trip like that. So she, because she was already with me um, and she and my husband get along pretty well. And then like her, her husband and my husband have a lot in common, but her husband wasn't really able to do this for much. So um she came into Epcot with me because Rhett had walked over to Epcot from the Swan. And then we went to a, f- a few of the food booths. He had already hit a bunch while we were at the expo. He, he started without you, huh? Yeah, he tried to eat some stuff that he didn't think I would be that interested in. So that worked out. Um, and we we got a few things. I would say we, we hit probably three or four booths. Um, and we tried the infamous pickle milkshake. Oh, so gross. I mean, I'm not a pickle person in general, but even if I were. No, we are pickle people. It did not taste like pickles. Oh, okay. It was like Kelly described it. This She had heard this from someone else. She was like, it's a vanilla milkshake that a pickle just walked by or that dill walked by. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, ever, do you ever cruise Reddit? Do you ever cruise oh, yeah. Reddit? So um, there's an, am I the inappropriate word is the mm-hmm. subreddit. And so you're basically asking my jerk about this situation. And it was this girl who is such a picky eater. She was like, I don't even want sauce on my pasta. 
but she was going on about like her boyfriend would put red sauce and then rinse it off. So she gets an essence of sauce, oh like a hundred percent. You are the, you know, what in this situation, <laughs> like, am I wrong for making him do this? Uh, it's like yeah. an essence of red sauce. No, that's not a thing. No. Okay. So this had an essence of pickle. It was like a little bit of a dill flavor, but it was, I, and I am not, I will eat or drink almost anything. I, I was like, no, I'm done with this. I took a few <laughs> sips, but I'm good. <laughs> and now are you guys, is your friend a pass holder and are you guys pass holders? Yes. Um, okay. Kelly's a pass holder. I believe she's been a pass holder for adult life. Yeah, being local makes it a little easier. Yeah. And she grew up there. So she's not, um, well, she grew up in the panhandle, but she's been in the area her whole life. Um, and Rhett and I have passes this year. So we we do a thing where we go like, we'll do a year and then we'll let them go. And then the next time we go, we'll upgrade our ticket. I think if we weren't pass holders, it would have been a lot harder for me to be okay with just doing flying by the seat of our pants or whatever. But because we know we'll be back pretty soon, I didn't work. Talk to me a little bit about your lack of planning. So you guys, you clearly go regularly. And you have a daughter who isn't on this particular trip, but I assume you travel with her regularly as well. So how do you typically plan and how is it, how was it different on this trip and why was it different? Normally I, like when we take her, I'll book at least one sit down character and then probably one and then the other ones we'll do quick service. Um, our trips are usually four or five days. We don't go long trips, um, but I did not book any meals for this one. So that was very different. I knew we wanted to do a sit down, but I was like, I can't decide what I want. So we're just going to see what's available while we're there, which worked out really well. Um, and then I also usually have a little spreadsheet where I'll just do like a loose um, plan for each day, like what park we're starting at, what the hours are, what time we need to be there, what our like ride um, priorities, I guess, are, which, you know, for us is just like our favorites. And then anything new that she like, she's getting taller so she can ride new things each time we go. So um, yeah, I usually have a loose how our days this time. <laughs> okay. So typically you're a spreadsheet person. You make plans, maybe a little loose. This time you were so loose with it. You were like, we're going to do walk up instead of getting up at, you know, five, six AM, depending on what time zone you're in mm -hmm. to try and get uh, restaurant reservations. Did this make you nervous at all? Were you excited to do something a little more laid back? No, I'm, I am more laid back. If I would be fine going down and not planning, my husband is the one that really needs. Um, and so even when I make spreadsheets, I don't like print them out with me. I just, I'd make the spreadsheet so that I can like process through it in my head. And then when he asks me, what are we doing today? I can send this and this and he's okay. <laughs> okay. So I think it's safe to assume then we're not doing things like Genie Plus or whatever. We're just kind of showing up when we show up because we've got passes reservations are plentiful and we're not being super controlling with our plans. Right. I had considered getting Genie Plus for the one full day that we had that wasn't the running. But um, I, when I woke up that morning, we actually decided to sleep in <laughs> because we didn't have our daughter with us. So we slept and it was like eight something when we woke up. So I was like, it's probably too late to really mess with Genie Plus. 
and it was $27. Oh, yeah, that's expensive too. I'm assuming it's just because of those crowds, which we will get into shortly, the the run Disney crowds at the parks. Okay, let's go back to Epcot. So you went to the expo. Now you're at Epcot. You're eating around the world. Do you have any specific goals in mind, like as far as hitting any rides? Are you guys just kind of grabbing some dinner and then heading back? Mostly grabbing some dinner. I have I had a must-haves list from the festival, but I had already had two of my top three when I went in August. So I really didn't have to focus too much on that list, but there were a few things to try. I had like a, a top 20 and then a, a top three. <laughs> so Okay. Well, tell us what were the what were the winners as far as the food that you ate? I'm not gonna be able to narrow it down to three. That's the that's the hard thing. Like I'm gonna have <laughs> Sure. 10 or 15. And then maybe from that, I can narrow it. The Italian hot beef sandwich was one of my top three I wanted to try. And it was very good. Very good. That's from America. And I hope they bring it back. Um, the curry spiced crispy cheese was from India. And it was basically Indian um, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it had like a really good sauce. Like a- what are they called? Paneer? Is that what it was called? I don't know. No, that was what it was called. Curry spiced crispy cheese was how they had it on the menu. I love Indian food and paneer, I believe, is like the fried cheese that you can get in like a curry sauce or in your meal. I wonder if they just use that so people would know. Yeah, so they know what they're ordering. It could be. (laughs) And then um, the flavors from Hot Fire had a chimichurri taco, which I think they've had before. Um, And it was disappointing. It was cold when we got it. Oh, bummer. Yeah. And it was fresh. I watched them make it. I was just going to ask, um, you know, sometimes later in the day, they start running out of stuff. Maybe they were trying to, you know, stockpile stuff because they knew dinner people, long lines. No, they, I sat there and watched them make it. I don't know how it was cold unless all the ingredients were in the fridge and they just threw them together. Unfortunate. Yeah. And then the pickle fries I was excited about. Those were good. Mexico always has like I want every that's kind of the top few. There's more on my list, but you probably don't want me to just sit here and list all the <laughs> <many> items. <laughs> okay, so what the the lines at Food and Wine can get crazy. What did the lines look like? Because this is dinner time. I mean, you're there at dinner time mm-hmm. on a Friday night. <laughs> on a yes, on a weekend on a Friday night. How were the lines? Was it chaos? Were you able to get food in a decent amount of time? Um, it was chaotic yes um when we first while we were at the expo Rhett sent me a text and was like this place is slammed <laughs> and I was like oh great um but he was able to get through the lines and then when Kelly and I were driving over there just the line to get into the park like the cars to to park was wild like very slow and very yeah, people coming for dinner I'm guessing yeah. people getting off work um and we got in there okay though and I want to say we just went to Mexico. We didn't really walk all the way around this night um, just because we didn't really have a lot of time or we, we had time. We just like didn't want to be there all night. If that makes sense. The next day isn't your run day, right? It's no. you still have a couple of days. Right. Okay. Yes. So we, we just hit a couple of booths that night. Um, got the stupid pickle. <laughs> and then um, she headed out, Kelly headed out and we just went on, like went on around world showcase and got a couple more things, went back to our, Cause I hadn't been to the room yet. Um, so we got to see the room and then we went to magic kingdom. You know, we were really tired, but I was like, I really want to go see happily ever after. Cause I haven't seen it since they brought it back. So we went over there and we barely got in before the fireworks started. And I was like, I don't care to have a good view. 
So thank goodness I didn't care because there was no way. <laughs> so where did you end up? Uh, we were right outside the confectionery. Um, I couldn't even really see the castle because of like light poles and trees and such. You know, I don't think that that's, a, I mean, it's, I, I mean, obviously you want to see the castle. The castle's like the main focal point, but, but I greatly enjoy the projections they do because not everybody can get up to the castle. There's just not enough space. So you're, no. you were then giving a show to other people as well. And there really wasn't even any space on me, to be honest with you. Like, I couldn't even get onto the street part. I was just on the sidewalk. That bad, huh? Yeah, it was bad. And we got a cookie. Um, those little, well, they're not little. They're as big as your head. They have the Mickey ears chocolate chip cookie. It was quite disappointing, but mm -hmm. it's okay. I wanted a sweet and it was Mickey shaped. I didn't even take a picture of it. So I didn't, I didn't even get to use it for Instagram. Disney <laughs> does beautiful treats. Beautiful. And some of them are amazing, but not all mm -hmm. of them. Like they definitely have the look down on pretty much everything, but oh, yeah. they're not, they're not always um, as good as they are cute. It, the taste was there. It was just a little, it wasn't my favorite taste. So maybe that was just a me thing. I wonder if it's the size too, you know, so you'd make a cookie that's bigger, that's mm -hmm. that much bigger. I would imagine that affects the texture. It was, uh, it was nice to see the show again, even though, even though I couldn't really see it. <laughs> Are, were you doing anything other than Happily Ever After? Or are you just watching the show and then turning right back around? If it had not been so insanely busy and open until midnight that night. So it's like people are going to be sticking around. I got to say, I love that the parks are suddenly open really late again. I mean, I get what you're saying, but that is really, really cool that we're now yeah. seeing, you know, closing times at midnight. I think if we hadn't been tired from traveling and already kind of extending ourselves past when we kind of wanted to go back and go to bed, um, we might have stayed a little longer, but the crowds just, ugh. so we, then we talked about, okay, we could go over. I'm, I'm sitting here saying we were so tired. And then I'm like, and then we did this. <laughs> That's how Disney goes though. That's so literally after, everyone. I can go the distance is my favorite part of that show. So right after that part, which is like the finale is next after that. So we turned around and started walking out of the park, like during the finale of the show and decided to walk to the Grand Floridian. So we took off walking. Um, all of a sudden, halfway through, my husband was like, I gotta go to the bathroom, like really bad. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so he's like, not sprinting, but like he's very fast walking the rest of the way to the Grand Floridian. Um, and then we get there and then we go into the main part, you know, the, the lobby. We're gonna go upstairs to Enchanted Rose and there's a freaking line out the door. I was like, what is happening? Everyone had the same idea as you. Yes. I, I just, I was like, why are we here? Anyway, I wish that I, there was a way we could have like checked that because we made that journey for no reason. Although I did go to Basin and get a bath bomb. So it wasn't a completely waste. Were they working on the gingerbread house? It was, they were not currently working, but it was like up basically. I guess they add more to it, but it was up. As we're recording this, it is not open, but um, pretty soon, pretty soon it'll be open. We did see it last time we were here during that time of year. It was like right after it opened. Are you then heading back to Swan? We had to take, well, we took the monorail to Magic Kingdom. And because the Swan and Dolphin buses drop you off at DC, we took a Yacht and Beach Club bus. I was also curious because you were at Grand Floridian, like, are you just going to go to ticket and transportation from there? Or are you going to go back to Magic Kingdom and then go on Boardwalk or Yacht Club or whichever bus? Yeah. Because of the crowds and like the people leaving Magic Kingdom, like it would have just been, it would have taken forever to get over to the TTC from yeah. the monorail. So 
I think it was better just to get off and take a yacht. I I agree with you. I think it probably <laughs> was. Okay. I'm curious, had you, because you're finally now actually spending a little bit of time in your room. Mm-hmm. Have you stayed at Swan before? No, we did stay at Dolphin two years ago. So same time of year. I mean, they're similar. They're not, they're not great. I I don't know. They're fine. Okay. I was just going to ask what you, what you thought of the, of the hotel, of the room. Yeah. I mean, it's just like staying at a decent, it just happens to be walking distance to Epcot, which makes it, you know, great. Yes. But the hotels themselves are. Yeah. You are sacrificing the theming, but Mm -hmm. what you're gaining is the lower price for that location. So you have to ask yourself like where your priorities are. I can't remember the price per night, but it was, I mean, it's, it's not cheap. It's still expensive. Cheaper than any of the other hotels in that area though, by quite a bit. (laughs) Unless you can get a really good deal. And I have, I've found good deals at the boardwalk. That's that's the place over there that I found deals. Boardwalk at. is always the cheapest of those of yeah. boardwalk, yacht club, beach club. Boardwalk's always going to be the best but value. Swan Dolphin also has annual pass holder, discounts, so you can. Um, they do, they do. Yes, yeah, and their annual pass holder discounts are pretty good, and I think it's just all year long. At least I feel like every time I've looked, they have a discount. I could be incorrect yeah. in saying all year long, but I don't think I've ever seen that discount you know, disappear off of their website when you go, but you have to book direct through their website. Using a travel agent, they can't get that particular discount Mm -hmm. for Swan and Dolphin. So something to keep in mind if you're a pass holder. And I had forgotten about it until I saw a blog post about it on, I think it was put on Facebook. Oh crap. I forgot about that. So I went and looked and it saved us some money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty decent discount. All right, let's move into your next day. So you're this is not the the race day. So are you guys doing a park on your next day? Booked Magic Kingdom for that day. And we originally, I mean, I like to get up and go first thing. Rhett hates it, but he does it. But because we just really don't get to sleep in ever at home. How old's your daughter? She's four. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. They know and exactly how that goes. Is it the time change we just had? Not the best, but she's always been a good sleeper, but she does wake up at at, at least seven, sometimes earlier every day. The greatest day of your life will be when she can like pour her own bowl of cereal. That's what my mom said. She was like, I trained you to like, go get yourself a pop car, pop tart and turn on the TV. I was like, that's mm. what my mom did too. But then my brother set our kitchen on fire with oh, a pop tart. Yeah. He put it in the, in the toaster, I was gonna say the microwave in the toaster. And then years later, we found an article that said strawberry filling in pop tarts, at least back then was a cause of toaster fires. Like it was a common occurrence and it was strawberry pop tarts. Wow. All right. I'll set her up with some like mini muffins or no pop tarts. <laughs> No Pop-Tarts in the toaster. (laughs) Anyway, back to Disney. Yeah. So we decided we're going to sleep in because we don't ever get to do this. And we, I believe Rhett just probably woke up at like five o'clock anyway, because he always does. Just dozed. I, it, I don't sleep very well away from home. So it had taken me, you know, hours to fall asleep. So I did sleep in. And then we got up and got dressed and ready and Again, well, actually, we walked to the boardwalk to take a bus because I love the book. So um, we took off walking to the boardwalk at about 10 and arrived in Magic Kingdom like less than 30 minutes later. So we didn't have to wait long enough. Like I said before, when I woke up that late, I just decided Genie Plus wasn't going to be worth it. So we didn't do that. Um, wait times were not great at this point. It was late enough. 
they weren't terrible. So now the, the race weekends, there are races each day. So do you remember what race was happening that morning? Yes. So the 10 K was that morning. Okay. So did you see, did you see like racers, like people Mm -hmm. with their medals and all that? Was that a lot of the crowd? Do you think? No, I don't think it was. Honestly, I think by midday it was, but for like in the morning, it wasn't mostly runners, maybe their families, mm-hmm. but, um, pirates. So pirates is Rhett's favorite and Haunted Mansion is my favorite. And so, and I was wearing my big Thunder Mountain ears. So I thought, okay, we can do those three. Those will be our priorities. Well, Haunted Mansion was 40 minutes. Pirates was 30 minutes. And I don't remember what big Thunder was at that point. It, you said it's around 10 a.m. Yeah. 1030. Mm-hmm. Wait times are already that high. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to Pirates first. And actually, I, I think I said that backwards. Pirates was 40 and Haunted Mansion was 30. I don't know why we went to Pirates first. We should have gone to Haunted Anyway, <laughs> um, it ended up being about 30 minutes. Um, so it was a little inflated, but not a lot. Uh, and it was good. It was a great ride. Um, and then since we were already over there, I was like, let's check Big Thunder. Well, it, it had a 30 minute wait, which I was like, oh, that's and it ended up only being about 15 Okay, that's not bad. So that was nice. And I was like, okay, great. All these all these times are inflated. It'll be great. Well, we were hungry. <laughs> so we went ahead and ordered Pecos Bill for lunch and ate that. And then after we were done eating, Haunted Mansion was like a 60-minute wait. And I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I yeah. hate that queue. The, ma- the, the part of the queue where they have all the stuff is fine. But before that, when you're in that long... Yeah. Way, I'm like, this is terrible. It is. It is. So, yeah. It's fun when you get up to the, um, the, the interactive or the tombs or whatever it is. Yeah. Then because mm-hmm. they're, oh, they're all interactive. Um, but that's a very small part of the yeah. queue and the rest of it, you're either like out in the blazing sun or you're just standing in a line under an awning. And I hate it because it's my favorite ride. So I was like, okay, well maybe we can come back to it. We'll see what happens. So we walked around to, Tomorrowland and we did Carousel of Progress because it's been a while since we've done that. With Liliana being little, I was like, I don't know if she would really sit through it. I mean, I love it. I love it so much, but it makes me sleep because you're in the dark and And it's like your grandpa talking to you. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. (laughs) But I was happy to see it again. And then when we left there, we were gonna do the people mover and it was a 30 minute wait. Did you actually wait? Like you timed it before it was posted 30. No, on the app, it said 30 minutes. I would be shocked if it was actually 30. It did stop. So when we were going to Carousel of Progress, it had stopped. So I'm I'm betting it got backed up a little bit, but I was like, no. Yeah, that's not a great sign. Uh -uh. So, okay. So seeing how busy things are and you did not come in with like a spreadsheet, you know, on this (laughs) trip. So what's your plan then to kind of work around the crowds and still make this a fun afternoon? I mean, we were having fun. We just were like, we just kept talking to each other about how much busier this was. Rhett says this is the busiest he's ever seen it, which I'm like, "Mm, do you have a memory of other trips? (laughs) Or are you just like thinking about the last time we were here? Because I can't remember that much about the crowds from all of our past trips. Like I know we've, we've been during spring break. We've been when it's been. So I think he's just not remembering the other times that we're super busy. But it was very, like, you can't walk some in some places. Like, it was very busy. Um, but it wasn't quite 
late enough for us to park hop yet. So we just kind of walked around a little bit and to the restroom, like looked at some of the menus to see if we want any treats. It is a plus side to being a pass holder and to going regularly is you don't feel the same pressure that other families do when you know, like, this is our one big trip and we want to get as much out of this as possible. But at the same time, if you knew, like, this is our one trip, we're not coming back, you probably would have splurged for Genie Plus. Right. And we would have gotten there first thing in the morning. like, Or you would have walked in the park and seen how busy and then purchased it right then, uh, yeah. which yeah. I think is another thing a lot of people do. So I get it. And I'm I'm happy for you that that is the case because that yes. means then you can just kind of enjoy the ambiance that is Magic Kingdom and do a little yeah. bit of people watching. There are all sorts oh, yeah. of crazy people at Magic Kingdom. All sorts of people. Yes. And we, we're very lucky that we we can approach things and not be, our trip's not ruined if it's like this. You know, it's just different. Um, so we did some shopping and I thought about getting a citrus swirl, but I didn't really want to walk back over there. And Haunted Mansion was still 60, 65, I think. And it's what's crazy is nothing was closed. It wasn't like oh, there's four rides that are down. So that's why all the other ones are so busy. It was just, they were just all more busy. Yeah, it's these, it's the race weekend crowds. I'm sure by that time, there were a lot of post-race people that were there and their families. And I think Magic Kingdom too is where everybody wants to go because that's where you take, you want to get that photo holding your medal in front of the castle. So I'm curious because you mentioned park hopping. Did you, did you end up hopping? Yes, we did. Once it got like a little past one, we were actually, it may have been like one thirty. So we decided, okay, this is, this is close enough to two. We'll hop on the monorail and head over to Epcot. Of course, where else will we go? Um, <laughs> so we went to Epcot. It, if there, if there was one, a difference in crowds, Magic Kingdom versus Epcot. It was pretty much the same. Um, it was pretty crowded both. With These are the only two parks we went to this trip. Um, so I can't say anything about the other two, but both Epcot and Magic King were extremely crowded the days that we were there. We went to Epcot. We got in. It was just a few minutes after two. So, of course, there were a lot of people coming because it was park hopping. Um, and I decided, I was like, let's let's do the Moana thing because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I was completely, I misunderstood what this thing was. <laughs> okay. First, tell us what you thought and then give us the, the run through of what it actually is. I thought it was an actual walk way. Like you, you are going to pass through this as you're walking through Epcot, but no, it's just like its own little section and you just walk through it and then you walk out of it and keep, keep going on your little merry way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if it took them that long to just make a new pathway, that would be pretty bad. (laughs) I thought I was like, that's cool. So it's like, it makes your walk through the park more interesting but no you you just walk through it and I was like who's gonna just veer off the path to go walk watch water jump around okay so you are not a big fan I thought it was really dumb you thought it was dumb okay no you know what it's okay it's all right we need differing opinions if everyone came on here and was like I love everything. That just wouldn't be realistic. Now, I, my kid might like it. Let's hear what specifically you saw and why you didn't like it. Like, yeah, it's cool to like walk through water and see like the jumpy fountains and stuff. I just don't understand why. That's not an attraction to me. Okay. I, have, I haven't seen it yet. I will be in the parks in a couple of days and this will be, it'll be my first time seeing it. So I can't, I don't have an opinion yet. Were there 
plaques? Were there anything explaining anything? Was it interactive? Like, did kids have to go and touch? Was there a learning opportunity? Yeah, it's definitely, they made it educational. So you can learn about like the, what do you call the processes that water goes through as it like moves through the atmosphere and all that, which is cool. Who's going to stop and read those plaques though? Tell me (laughs) how many people have stopped and read those plaques. Oh man, that's hilarious. Also, I might like it more when it's not as popular or like when everybody's seen it and not everybody's walking through it. I think that's the thing. I think two points. I I have two points here. I want you to give it another shot. One, when it's not as busy. And two, when you can bring your four-year-old, or she'll probably be five at that time, your four or five-year-old, because let's be let's be honest, you are not who they were aiming this Moana. No. <laughs> you know, you know about the water cycle. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You didn't like it. I don't, we don't all have to like everything. Now, was there a virtual wait for it or were you able to just no. walk right in? We walked right in, but like, it's one of those things where I, I didn't even try to experience this stuff because there's like three, it's three deep trying to people trying to get to each little interactive thing. So I'm going to give it another shot. I will definitely try it again. I think maybe it, you know, if it's not as busy and you can watch your daughter enjoy it, you Mm -hmm. might have a different feeling about it. So of course, after that, we continued on to world showcase our favorite place. Um, and we ended up because we had just eaten lunch, we didn't really get much, but we got, um, there was, I wanted to try this beer mimosa. Like what is a beer mimosa? A beer mimosa? Beer mimosa. It was fine. It was like kind of a sour, but my husband really likes sours. And I think it had like a, felt like a sour beer, you know? What made it a mimosa? Well, I think the mimosa part was the champagne. It was beer and champagne? Yeah. Oh, that's odd. It was interesting. Where is, where did you find that? That was at the Simmering Sips or Shimmering Sips. We went off towards the UK and just got a couple more things. Like we love the stuff from the Ireland booth. They're a little ugh. And then we just walked back to our room. <laughs> okay. What time was this? Um, let's see. We were walking back at about 3.30. So we walked around for a couple of hours. But yeah, we didn't do any rides. <laughs> it's a weird day. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're, it's late afternoon. You're heading back to your resort. Is that it for the day because you've got the race tomorrow or are you planning on going back out? So I earlier in the day, I had looked just to see what restaurants were available for the evening and ended up finding a Tepanito for six fifty. And I really wish I had done it for earlier, but there wasn't anything at the time and I didn't keep checking. So um, we just hung out in the room for like maybe an hour and a half and then headed back to Epcot. Actually, no, we didn't head back to Epcot yet. We went to the Abracadabar on the boardwalk. So we went to Abracadabar. Um, we ordered drinks and then Rhett got the wrong drink the first time. So they gave him his second drink for free. It was like, it looked the same as the drink that they gave him the second time. It just had a different, it had an orange slice instead of a cherry. I don't know. So he had both of those. I had a little margarita and then he ordered another drink. So he's three drinks deep now. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to Epcot yet. He's not running. All right, then drink up and it's fine. fine. (laughs) Go for it. So, um, and we talked to a nice couple from New York for a while. They were like, because of the way the seating is in there, you're like really close to the other people. You're making friends. Yeah. It was like, you can't just sit there and not talk to each other when you're like basically shoulder to shoulder. So we chatted with them for a while and then we walked on to Epcot around, I would say probably 6.15 and made our way over to Japan and checked in. And it took us about 20 minutes to get seated, which was, I was starting to get anxious about it because I was like, it's already late. 
I haven't slept well for like two nights and I have to get up at 2.30 in the morning. So um, we finally got seated after 20 minutes, started the whole hibachi process, which was fun. It was a lot of fun. Hibachi is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I ate a good bit. I ate, um, I got the steak, the filet. There's like three steak options and I got the filet. Um, they gave me ice cream because it was my birthday. It wasn't my actual birthday, but I have my birthday button on because <laughs> it's in a couple of days. Your birthday month or whatever it yeah. counts. Yeah. I mean, it was within a week. So I felt like I could. Um, so I, you know, and they give you lo mein with that. So I was like, okay, there's my carbs. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> Is lo mein one of the carbs you should be eating what, before running? Any, any carbs like pasta, rice, uh, pizza are some common pre's. Do you run at all? I do. I've actually the last few years stopped because I have um, issues with my right knee. And so I was told running is probably not the best, but I have like a closet full of medals from various races and runs and like, like those, um, like tough mutter runs. Yeah. It just, I don't know. For me, it was more like toast and peanut butter than I think I would hurl if I had pasta and then like the next morning before a long, not if I'm doing like a 10K or something, but like a half marathon, I usually try to do some simple carbs to give me the next day. Um, So we walked back to the room and got in there at about 9, 8.45, 9, which thankfully it was the time change day. So, you know, you can think about it as being an hour earlier than it actually You got an extra hour of sleep on your run morning. So that is a, you know, when you have to be up at 2.30, that is a huge deal. Yeah. I, and I, like I said, I do not sleep well away from home and Rhett snores a little bit. Usually if I fall asleep before him, it's fine. So he stayed up for like an hour after I laid down to try to let me fall asleep. And I never, like I didn't, I don't think I fell asleep until close to me. Oh yeah. So, and then they were testing fireworks that night. Like who made that decision? (laughs) I don't know. So they tested fireworks, which woke me back up. And then I fell back asleep. Do you use like a white noise machine or anything like that? Uh, not at home, but I tried. I did turn on white noise on my phone. It may have helped a little bit, but I have a travel white noise machine, and I do not go without it mm-hmm. because you never know in hotel rooms what yeah. you're going to get outside your room. Yeah, Rhett does not like white noise because when we travel with our daughter, she has a white noise machine, and he says he cannot sleep very well with mm-hmm. it. Um, but he was fine with me using the white noise on my phone to try to sleep. <laughs> I also like. Um, there's a supplement called valerian root that helps me go to sleep. I can't take melatonin. It gives me bizarre dreams and even oh, like not even necessarily nightmares, but like I'll have super weird dreams where I wake up and I'm like, well, that wasn't right. Oh. But I will periodically take, um, it's a pill called valerian root okay. and it works really, really well. And it doesn't make you feel groggy. It's not, I mean, it's like, it's a natural supplement. The problem with it is it smells horrible, oh. <laughs> horrible. The first several times, it's funny, like Kurt and I would take it and he would like, so he would take a pill and take a sip of water. Then he'd hand me his glass of water and I would take a sip and I didn't realize it was the pill. I was like, what, like, what was he eating that he left a stink in this cup? Like, I thought he had such bad breath <laughs> that that he like left a stank on the cup oh when he handed it to me. And it took me like a full three weeks to realize it wasn't him. It's that the pills smell really, really bad, but they helped me go to sleep. 
So because I'm melatonin really, doesn't work for me either. No, melatonin. I don't like melatonin. I like I, um, valerian root. I'll, I'll use yeah. um, and because I'm a terrible sleeper. I'm such a light sleeper. Everything wakes me up. So I can I can relate. And then with something like the run, if I know I have to be exactly. up at two thirty. I'm like, what time is it? How much time do I have left? I should be asleep right now. If I don't fall asleep, then I won't get enough sleep. And I only have six more hours. And yeah, Yeah. it's a vicious cycle. I get in my head about it. And I sleep great at home. I'll link in the show notes for it. And I was taking Zyrtec because my allergies are really bad this time of year. So, and I didn't take one that night because I was afraid it makes me drowsy. And I was afraid that I would still be drowsy at 2.30 when I had to wake up. So I just didn't take it. That might've also been why I couldn't fall. So So how much sleep do you think you got? I think combined all night, maybe three hours. Oh, no. And I didn't even need my alarm to wake up. I just happened to wake up around. You're still awake. (laughs) Yeah. So I just got up and got ready. And of course, Rhett woke up, which I was like, aren't you glad we didn't bring the four-year-old? Because she would have also woken up when I got up to get ready. Yeah, And then he would be up, up. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. there's no like, I'm going to doze back off to sleep. Yeah. here. I don't think he realized like, I, I'm not just going to get up and jump out of bed and go. I'm going to have to like, get my clothes on, like eat a protein bar, like get out of here. You know, it's, it's a whole process. Okay. So let's talk know. about that morning then. So you said you, you got up at two 30 to head over to, it, was, it may have been like two forty-five. Okay. And you're running the half marathon, right? Talk to us about getting to the marathon in the morning. So they have bus transportation, the same as the expos. I, my goal was to be there at the bus stop by three. It was like three Oh five when I got down and then we sat there for about 15 minutes, um, like waiting for more people to come. They pretty much filled the bus up. Like they, they waited long enough. And then they took us, dropped us off at the Epcot bus stops. Um, cause it starts near the Epcot parking lot. Or I guess it's, and the way they have these things set up, you have to walk a really long way to get to the corral. So, I mean, we, it was probably like a mile of walking before I even got to the corral. It's your warm up. Yeah. So, and the really nice thing about run Disney races is there's real bathrooms. So you can use the bathrooms at the Epcot entrance before you walk in. The lines were long though. So I skipped it because I figured, I don't know. They've got so many porta potties. I was like, they're not all going to be. So I skipped those bathrooms and I hit a porta potty on the way in. I just like, I don't know if I have something coming up. I'm like, I got to pee before I go to the corral (laughs) and I'm like stuck. So I did that. But Kelly and I had been texting and she had found, she actually got a higher corral than I did. She got an A, even though she's not at the same fitness level that she was when she registered. (laughs) Let's, you know what, can we backtrack for just a minute and talk about that? Now it's different for the 5K and 10K, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have to give a time. Do you, are you required to give a time for the half marathon or no? No. Okay. Talk about the benefits though of submitting a time and how, what they're looking for and how that works. If you submit a time, if you're estimated as under like 215, I think you have to submit a proof of time saying like, I can definitely do this. And then you have more likelihood to get an, an A or a B corral. I just put uh, estimated finish time 215 to 230, which was a complete lie, but <laughs> And it still got me in corral D. So, um, but Kelly had, so Kelly was running a whole, whole lot. And then she also does roller derby and had to have knee surgery. She like tore. Um, so she had like 
had to basically start over after the knee surgery. So her pace is a lot slower than it was before. But she used a proof of time from the first time just to see what she would get. She was just kind of curious because she was going to run with me regardless. So I got D and she got A. Okay. So, and let's talk a little bit about that as well. So the proof of time, they require an like a legitimate race where you have yes. run and your time has been tracked. Yes. Because and I think it's within a certain time period, like within yes. a year. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be something you ran 10 years ago right, right. Um, because <laughs> they use the time that you submit, either your official time or your estimated time to decide where they're going to place you. And so if you've never run one of these races, they have, they're called corrals and it's exactly what you think it is. Yep. <laughs> like they just have a, a whole bunch of people shoved up into like one area. And so corral A, I'm assuming was the very first one. So these are going to be the fastest runners typically. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> Well, I mean, I would hope that they would still have to submit a time. I think Run Disney does a thing where you can pay to get a better corral, which I think is kind of bogus personally, but that's a whole different story. Um, So she submitted a time from a legitimate run, proving that she could run at a certain pace and they put her in the first corral. You did an estimated time because you didn't want to submit an official race time, which is also fine, but you're not going to be in like the first several corrals of people. So they start, it's staggered how they start people. So corral A will go and then at corral B will go. And so you kind of move down the line. So if you've never done one of these, there's a method to the madness, but you do, times are required. Yes. And they also, in each corral, there's pulses. So corral A, so it matters where you are in the corral. If you want to be at the first pulse, you want to try to be at the front of the corral. Because there are literally like hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people in each corral. So you can't have, you know, 700 people all taking off at once. So they have cast members, at least they did when I did it, kind of blocking. They'll be like, all right, stop here. And they kind of, you know, use their arms to block you. And so the people in front of you start running. And then just a few seconds later, all right go and then you start going and they do fireworks for each pulse so they you do. get like the yeah. same like exciting you know moment to start it's, your race. Yeah, it's fun everybody gets that moment yeah it's a really like run disney there's nothing else like it the the atmosphere the energy it's incredible i agree i've only done one run disney but like i said i i you know in a previous life had have run several mm-hmm. of these and i've never experienced one like run disney yeah. it is very very different they do a really good job with your friend being in Corral A and you being in D, how did you guys manage that since you knew you wanted to run together? Well, she she just came on into Corral D when instead of trying to get into A. Was there any issue with them letting her in? They won't let you go up a corral. Like I couldn't have gone into A with her, but she could come to D. With Perfect. And okay. I think that's pretty common. Like if you have friends running together, like you'll just all go into the furthest corral back. Um, the, the hard thing is... Um, there's the balloon ladies. I'm sure you know about the balloon ladies. Yes, I do. All right. Tell everybody what the balloon ladies okay. are. So they literally just ladies running with balloons and they are, are they official or are they volunteers? I think they're volunteers. I believe they're volunteers. So they start at the end of the, um, the corral E, which is the last corral. So they'll start and they maintain a 16. 16- if you're not a runner, I wouldn't worry too much because a 16 mile pace is a 16 minute pace is not, I mean, they're walking. That's like a very, very brisk walk. 
Yeah. So yeah, if you can do some running and then briskly walk the rest, you'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. It's not anything you need to worry about really. You may not be able to stop for characters or anything, but and just because the balloon ladies pass you doesn't mean you're done. So they can pass you and then you can catch back up. But if they've passed you and the, the sweeper van comes by, then that's it's, over. Yeah, it's over. Did you there. see the balloon ladies? No, we never saw them. Um, I never saw Alice's them. My husband before. kept us abreast of how far behind <laughs> us they were. Um, and I wanted to text him and be like, would you please stop telling her how close they are? Because she's freaking out. <laughs> Who was telling her this? Her husband. Her husband. Now, how did he yeah. know where they were? So you can track people. I guess some people find out their bib numbers, the balloon lady's bib numbers, and I they ask, like, how did he know who, like, how to track them? Okay, there's Facebook groups and people will make posts and stuff. But so they'll um, figure out who the balloon ladies yeah. are. Post it. He, he was also and tracking some influencers for us. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh! See, I would never share my bib number because that would be too embarrassing. Know, like right? how slow I am. <laughs> So we, we were pretty, I think we were in like the third pulse, um, in D and we took off and we had both trained at like a 1330 pace. Cause we do intervals and I, in my mid thirties am much slower than I was in my twenties and I've just made peace with it. It's fine. Still finishing it. Um, so we had trained at about a 1330, but we wanted to stop for characters. So we ended up like, I don't even remember. I haven't even looked at my results. Is that weird? I don't even know what my time was. You know, you weren't running for speed. So I don't think that's weird. I don't think that's weird at all. You were running for the experience. Talk to us a little bit about characters at Run Disney, because I'm curious, like if my experience, I ran a 10K when I did a Run Disney race. Curious if my experience is similar, the same as yours. I found I would see the lines of people. And so you knew like, oh, there's a character here. And but you don't know who they don't tell you who the characters are. You know, there's like a theme to the race, but you don't know who the characters are. So what did you guys do as far as meeting characters? Did you just risk it? Did one of you run ahead? Um, there was only one character where we really could not tell who it was until we got past where the line started. Um, so we skipped that one, even though it was the Haunted Mansion Ballroom Dancers. Oh, fun. I know. I would have loved to do that, but it would have. I would have been like, whoop. Yeah, it was really thick, though. It was right when we were coming back into Epcot. We were backstage in Epcot and it was thick. And I was like, it's going to be too dangerous to try to turn around. Um, I'd already had some, somebody had darted across to like see a spectator that they knew. And she darted right in front of me and I had to like stop on a dime and like it really messed my foot up. So I was like, I don't want to do that to somebody else. Have you else. ever seen anybody trip or fall at races? It's scary when it happens. It is because it's so thick. Like you can't. And actually I had heard um, during the 5K or the 10K, someone did a jump shot where you jump up in the air for a photo. And when they landed, they like landed on someone and <gasps> broke their arm. Oh no. Like broke the other person's arm. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, so I, so when I was a runner. When I was like a serious runner years ago, I used to, I would do like 5Ks, 10Ks regularly, but I would have friends who would be like, oh, I want to go with, like, let's do color run, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, but they throw like the colored powder paint at you as you're running. And I was like, okay, that seems fun. It ended up making me so angry because I'm like, I'm a runner. I'm here to run. And if you want to throw the stuff at me and then I come out all colorful, that's cool. That's fun. But the people who would stop and spin around to get the paint all over them. So that's the issue. If you're a runner, 
that makes these types of races difficult. And yeah. it's why it's so important to be honest with your time. Because if you are a serious runner, you really need to be up further. Mm-hmm. So you're not like with the people darting around to take selfies or jump yeah. shots for the photographers. And at this point, this was the end of the race. So we were back because we stopped at eight different character stops. So we were all the way back, like towards the end at this point. Um, and it was very, very packed. Um, so many people. It's it's hard to run. Honestly, we we were like, we just may as well walk. Like we can't maintain any kind of running pace. Yeah. Yeah. Crowd. So we walked a lot of the end of it just because it was like we couldn't get around. But back to the characters, um, they most of the time we could see who it was before we got to them. And even some of them, the line was like past the character. Like you see the character and then the line is behind that. So interesting because when I did it, a lot of times the line, like you would run past the line. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was like, I find this frustrating. Some of them were like, I'm not sure how they decide which direction the line's going to go. Yeah, I don't know either. But I I remember there were a few times where I had similar experience where I was like, I would have stopped. Well, you know, I didn't ask, what was the theme of this race weekend? The um, 5K was Alice in Wonderland. The 10K was Beauty and the Beast, a half marathon. And then the challenge was Figment. Figment's having a big moment this year. And my friend Kelly is a Figment hater. So it was really fun to like troll her. Every- She's a Figment hater? She's a Figment hater. Who hates yeah. Figment? I know. She does. <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, she loves trash cans from Epcot. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So did she, did a lot of people stop her? Did she get a lot of, uh, a lot of comments? Yeah. What was the path of your run? Because you're running 13 miles. That's a huge distance. How many parks did you run through, you know, backstage areas? It was only two parks. I think in the past it's had, um, Epcot and Hollywood studios and animal kingdom. And this time it was just Epcot and Hollywood studios for whatever reason. Some people were upset about that, but I'd I don't really know any difference, so I didn't care. So we we started outside of Epcot, went into Epcot around and onto the boardwalk, and then between the boardwalk and Hollywood Studios, then through Hollywood Studios, and then the next stretch of it, so basically four-ish miles, four or five miles was mostly highway, which was frustrating. The 10K I only ran through Epcot, but much of it was highway. And it's interesting being in the backstage areas. This isn't magical at all. Like when you're back there. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like seeing backstage. Backstage at Magic Kingdom was cool. That was the princess one. I did the half that year. So this one didn't go to Magic Kingdom, but it went to Epcot. And then it ended in Epcot. So you walk, you ran through backstage Epcot again. Um, definitely the beginning of the race was the most fun. Like the first six miles-ish was so much fun. And then the end was also fun. But that middle stretch was Okay. So while you're running. What is your husband doing? So because he got up with me, he didn't really go fully back to sleep. So he kind of lounged for a while. And then we were going to be running through the boardwalk at around 6 or 6.30. Um, I can look at the exact time. We ended up starting close to an hour after the official start time because of the waves. So we started close to 6. And then he came out the place where the Swan and Dolphin path kind of meets the boardwalk path like where you take off to go down towards Hollywood Studios he was there um and he it was right behind a Timon and Pumbaa meet oh cute (laughs) so it looks like I saw him at about 6 30 so we must have started a little earlier because it it was three miles so it would have taken and we stopped at a bathroom in Epcot (laughs) which okay if anybody listening to this is going to do this race and you're running through Epcot don't stop at Germany because that bathroom is small stop in America because it's huge okay 
I was, I strategized these things. I was like, okay, I need to pee and America's huge. So let's go to that bathroom. And sure enough, there was no line. Did not have to wait. All the other World Showcase bathrooms had lines out the door. Ah, okay. Good tip. Yes. Waiting in line for a bathroom just ticks me off for some reason. Me too. Because men don't ever have to do it. It's not fair. I don't want to wait. So I just always try to remember where the biggest bathrooms are. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. After he did that, he saw me. um, He went back to the room and just rested in a little bit. And then eventually he got a lift ride over to Epcot so that he could Oh, that's cool. If you're a spectator, what do you have to do? Do they give you instructions on where you can go to meet somebody, to take photos? Was he able to see you cross the finish line? How does being a spectator work? I found that Run Disney doesn't really give you any information. That's why I asked, because I too have struggled with the whole spectator thing with Run Disney. Very convenient. And I wasn't sure, like, is he going to be able to walk into Epcot and go through? But no, it wasn't open yet. So that wasn't an option. His only option was to either take a bus because that they were busing back finishers already. So he could have hopped on the bus and rode the bus over there. But like, who knows how long that's going to, um, or he could call a ride share. So that's what he did. Um, there are other spots on the course where you can see people outside of Hollywood Studios. There were some people, so I guess people parked at Hollywood Studios and watched. Um, and then where he was on the boardwalk, there were a lot of people along the boardwalk. If you're staying at a hotel, Yeah. And they shut down a lot of the roads because like you said, you're running on the highway. So you have to either be staying at that hotel or have a plan to be able to get there because a lot of roads are shut down during the races. He did not have trouble in the rideshare getting to Epcot. His driver may have had trouble leaving depending (laughs) on what direction he was going. I don't know. But yes, it'll be like the highway and the runners are on this side and then the other side's open, but they don't have it split. It's just that same direction and then the other direction is not happening. Yeah. And like you said, it's several hours and because they're starting people slowly, it takes a while, you know, until they can reopen stuff. Yeah. It was, it was probably like close to 11 before everybody was finished. Now, was he able to see you cross the finish line? There are bleachers. Are those reserved? Was he able to hop up there and watch? Uh, He was not on the bleachers, but he was able to come up like just past the finish line. And then we walked the mile around <laughs> to where we could meet up and we just chatted a little bit with him and Kelly's husband. And then Kelly had a couple of friends that also cheer her. So we had a little chatted. for. That's great. Uh, was he tracking you the whole time? Do you guys do like find my on your phones or anything like yes. that? <laughs> yeah. Rhett was tracking me and then um, Joe was tracking us and then also tracking the balloon ladies. So. And the balloon ladies. Yeah. Just add a layer of stress for you guys. Yeah. I wasn't stressed because I was like, Kelly, We've trained at a 1330 pace. If the balloon ladies catch us, we can stay with them just fine. Yeah, unless you're just, unless you are leisurely walking. I mean, you already started way ahead of them. So that yeah. gives you quite a bit of time, you know, by itself. Yeah. So unless you're like leisurely walking or sitting down on a bench, you're going to be fine. Yeah. The last time I did a half, the princess one that we were both at, I didn't train. So I actually was really worried about the balloon ladies that time. Cause I was like, if I get to the point where I'm like really struggling, I may not be able to maintain 16 minutes. So if they catch up with done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard enough people say though, that the ha- even with the half, you can walk it and be fine. And I assume that was, you know, your experience with that one as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what are you guys doing after the half? So you finished. Yay. We're celebrating. Yay. What's what's the plan to celebrate now? So uh, Kelly and Joe drove us back to the Swan, which was nice. We didn't have to ride the buses. Uh, I told I was like, okay, I owe y'all a beer. So we uh, got back to the room. 
and showered and got ready. I wanted to take a nap, but I also knew if I laid down then, I would be really, really sore. So we walked into Epcot to grab some food from the for lunch and we got a decent amount of food um, and also four beers. <laughs> hey, you earned those beers. <laughs> I definitely earned those beers. And so we shared four beers between us and I was like, babe, I got to I can't have any more beer. <laughs> I have not eaten enough today to have this much beer. So we um, I believe we walked all the way around World Showcase, headed back to the room and I wanted to nap, but because I am the way I am, couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> um, I may have slept for like 20 minutes. I was also starting to get a little stuffy at that point. So of course, when your nose is like, run, so I think I got 20 minutes in. Rhett slept for a couple of hours. So you get an after party ticket when you finish the half. And this is a party, an after hours event at Epcot from 10 to 1 a.m. And you can also buy tickets, but we didn't buy a ticket because I just didn't think that they would sell out, but they did. But I found a friend and this is very common. They do. People do this every year. Runners that are not going to go will sell theirs. So they've gotten it for free, but they can sell it, which is fine. I hate when people do stuff like that. It's like what everybody does. Okay, wait, how much? I paid 60. If I had bought it, it would have been like 110 like that. Okay, well, I mean, I guess you got a deal. Yeah, I got a deal. It's I mean, fine. I still I bought it from someone that I know. Like, that makes it even worse. We don't know each other in real life. It's like one of those, like, we know each other through social media. So I was like, okay, well, I'm helping her out. He, Her husband ran and then couldn't do the party yeah, because they were how are you out. helping her out? <laughs> You're not helping like her out. Recoup some of their race cost. <laughs> So tell what what is the party? What's included? Where is it at? It starts at 10, but you can go at four. So we had, you know, we have annual passes. It didn't matter what time we went. So we went ahead and went around dinner time and ate around the food booths. And then around eight, they open the merch line because there's a freaking pin that everybody wants. So there's this hours long merch line coming out of creation shop. So they, there was a long line for that. And then there's also um, special characters for the party. They'll come out. I think they came out around once they got like all of the other park goers out. Because you have to show your wristband at certain checkpoints. And I remember seeing Mushu, which would have been cool to meet. The Beast was out. Um, Pinocchio and Geppetto. There were some other like rare characters. How about rides? Are are rides up and All running? All the rides are open. Um, we decided to do Guardians first, which we probably should have waited. But it's because of where we were in the park, it didn't make sense to like go somewhere else and come back because it's so far. And I was struggling. I was so tired and my I was like allergy problems like because I didn't take my Zyrtec. So I was struggling. But we were already over in the Guardians area. So we went ahead and got in line. Um, it was about an hour wait. Ooh. Yeah. We expected it to be short because it's an after party, but it was. Every, but you're right. Everybody goes yeah. when it first starts. But I had forgot. I forgot to mention Rhett and I at one made a virtual queue. So we actually did get to ride Guardians before the party started too. So we got to ride it. So this was my third and fourth time to ride it. Um, the third time I got the same song that I had gotten the first two times. So I got um, one way or another. I had one way or another the first three times I rode it. And then I finally got a different song the fourth time. <laughs> what what song did you get the fourth time? Everybody, everyone wants to rule. Everybody wants to rule. Oh, yeah. that, I love that song. I don't feel like it fits as well. No, 
it doesn't, right? I think so either. Kelly, that's Kelly's favorite. And I was like, Kelly. I like it. I love that song. But yeah, it doesn't, I don't think it fits as well on that ride. Uh, So are you just like falling asleep as you're going here? Are you really trying to power through to the end? I honestly think it was the allergy issues was what was, I was struggling with the most um, other than the tiredness. But I mean, it was fine. I was making it. So we also rode Soarin' Over California, which I was very excited about because I love it. Um, and then we walked, Rhett wanted to try those super, super, super hot wings at the brewing place. And they, let me tell you, he accidentally got our orders flipped and gave oh, me the no. hot So I took a bite and I was like, I couldn't speak for a couple <laughs> minutes. It was bad. They were very hot. Um, so are you guys divorced now or no. <laughs> sleeping on the couch? <laughs> I forgave him. It was fine, but yeah, it was rough. I could see tears coming out of his eyes. I don't understand that. My husband's like that too, where he'll eat stuff that like literally makes him cry. And I like spicy food, but if I don't want spicy food, that's going to like. Shouldn't hurt. actually hurt though. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, at, so after we rode a couple of those rides, we just decided me and Rhett, were going to walk around and then leave at International Gateway. So we walked the long way around World Showcase and he wanted me to try this fondue stuff from the Alps. And it was excellent. It was so good. So that was like our last um, food item that we got. And it was a good one. And then Kelly. So Kelly's husband actually ended up not feeling well either. Um, So he didn't come, but she brought a friend. So she had a friend with her. And they stopped to meet the beast. And we continued on and headed back to our room. So we got back around one, maybe a little before. And the party goes until one. So we made it almost all the way. You are a trooper. You really are. considering how early you got up and then you ran 13 miles and then you were trekking Epcot and staying up super late. I'm impressed. I don't think I could have done it. It's harrowing. (laughs) That's crazy. All right. So the next day then, are you sleeping in um, until noon? Like what's, what's going on here? Well, the plan was to get up and go to Magic Kingdom because I still hadn't gotten to ride Haunted Mansion and it's my favorite, but our flight was at 2.15, and which means we would need to, I think we would have been fine leaving at like 11.30, 11.45, but in my brain, I was like, we need to leave by 11. So I was like, for us to get up, get to Magic Kingdom, do some stuff, and then get back, relying on buses, I was just nervous about it. So um, we we didn't sleep in, but we like didn't set an alarm, and we were up and going about 8.30. So we packed, and like, that's another thing, we hadn't packed yet, so we had to pack. And we still hadn't bought our daughter anything, which I was thinking we could get her something at Magic Kingdom. We ended up walking over to the Yacht Club and we ordered breakfast and then just bought her a doll at the gift shop there. So we had plenty of time to just chill that morning and we checked out at 11 to the airport and that was it. You didn't end up doing a park at all then? No, we no. didn't. Bummer. I know. I wanted to, but then... When the time came, I was like, if there's even a minute possibility I might be late to the airport, I'm not doing it. You know what happened my last trip? And this is exactly why you give yourself so much time. My last trip, I was actually on the way to the airport from my house, but I called a lift. I'm on the highway and my driver, she got a flat tire. Mm-hmm. I could hear it in the back. I heard then boom, 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 boom. I was like, no, 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 no. And so we're on the side of the highway. I don't know if you've ever been on the side of the highway. It's terrifying. And this woman's just like, oh, this, it happens. I was like, I have a flight to catch. So yeah, um, this is why you give yourself extra time. 
and that's the thing is like you never know if there's gonna be traffic especially in orlando like construction everywhere when it's like everybody's first day driving which is what it feels like in orlando our lyft driver was actually really good and i i tipped him well because i was very thankful he didn't try to like I, I don't like for my Lyft driver to try to talk to me. <laughs> like just let me ride <laughs> yeah. in peace. So he was like super he was very friendly and then he just drove. And he was quiet. Yes. Um and it it was actually a lot cheaper than I anticipated it was gonna be. It was only twenty six dollars. So then a tip on top of that. And then um so we got there within like thirty minutes and got through security pretty quick because we have pre check and then we were able to just sit at the bar and in the airport. Let's talk about things in our wrap up here, like some run Disney tips or advice for people. You've done Run Disney before, so you've got quite a bit of experience. Somebody who's brand new to it, what's what's like the top thing that they should know about Run Disney? Um, it's fun and it's worth it. It's worth waking up at 2.30 a.m. So that's all you need to know. You just need to know, take all of the craziness of like the logistics of it it's still worth it because it's, and if you need information about the runs, run Disney is not going to give you much. Um, so it really helps to like join a Facebook group or if you have a friend that has done them, ask all the questions. That's exactly why I ask because my first race, I struggled to find information and even asking cast members at the resort I was staying at, they didn't know all the answers, nope. you know? So like I didn't know I had printed out you have to like sign a waiver mm -hmm. and I printed mine out at home and brought it with me my sister did not and so we were asking or will she be able to print this out at the expo and nobody knew not a single person could tell us the answer ended up being yes you can print it at the expo but we didn't know so we ended up printing it at the resort like they brought us back into the office behind the Aww, front desk and let right. us use their printer because yeah. nobody knew the answer so it's like the little things like that yes. they don't give you answers and the waivers to. you can actually sign them digitally so they'll send it to you on your run disney account which is actually the same as your other disney it's all connected so you sign the waiver. So we didn't even have to deal with waivers. My biggest takeaway when I did it was that the people, the cast members at the resorts don't necessarily have the answers about the race, but mm -hmm. there are buses going nonstop to the expo. The people at the expo will have the answers about the race, about where you need to be, when you need to be there, what you need. They'll be able to answer that yeah. stuff for you. Cause you're right. Like run Disney. If you go to their website, there's not a ton of information on there. But also a warning, if you do decide to run a, or sign up for a run Disney race, you need to be, you need to have like seven browsers open on four different devices <laughs> to try to get in because they sell out so fast. Because this is a Disney event. Yes. They sell and they're out. terrible at all things IT. So I'm sorry, that's me. But they do. They always have technical problems with these race registrations or other like things they do. And then they sell out. Yeah. And then they sell out like immediately. So we were very lucky that we got in, but I know people that don't like they, they want to do it and they can't. You do have another option. If this is something you can do where you can raise money and you can run that way. My sister had to do that because I love her, but oh, so she signed up for the wrong race. She oh, no. signed up for like a 5k or something instead. And she reached out to Disney and they, they were like, sorry, there's nothing we can do. But if you want to raise money. And so she did it because she's like, yeah. I've bought my plane tickets. Yeah. Like I'm going to be there. So she raised money. All right. Anything you would have done differently on this trip? Uh, I don't think so. I, 
I'm not sure that I'll be able to convince Rhett to come down for a race weekend again, just because unless he's going to run with me, which he's not a runner, but I think he might would do one of these with me. But just because of how crowded it was, he was like, this, I don't like this. (laughs) Yeah. So be prepared for crowds. Yeah, it was pretty high crowds. And now that we have a kid in school, she just started pre-K. Like we're going to have to go during school breaks, which is going to be busier. So I'm like, maybe this was a good primer for us to like deal with it because normally we would go during off times. I think you always have to anticipate crowds. I am glad that we went into it with a little spontaneity because it was fun, even though we only rode like five rides the whole time we were there. <laughs> now, would you do a more spontaneous trip again? I think I would do it again. Yeah. But like, the majority of our trips are always going to be a little more, but it it was fun for a little weekend. Alone. And it was like, you know, time for us as a couple to just like hang out. All right. So you're a pass holder now and you said you're like on again, off again, pass holder. So with the past, when, when is your next trip? So the January one will be the next one. And then we have an early May. So we're pulling her out of school for both of those, but they don't turn in truancy for pre-K. So we're good. <laughs> Yeah, I, f- I feel like you have a little bit of time where you can still pull her out for a day or two, you know, and it's not a huge deal. It's once they start getting homework and stuff that that yes. becomes more So after May, I don't know what's going to happen. We got All right. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your Run Disney expertise and your, and your trip with me. It was great to be here. Thank you again to Christy for sharing her trip. I've got photos from her race on... Uh, on the website. You can find a link in the show notes. Check them out because they're really fun. And she talks about her friend who she ran with was wearing an Epcot garbage can as her run costume, her run Disney costume. Absolutely hilarious because if you've ever been to Food and Wine Festival, you know that the the trash cans are often uh, where you end up eating. They end up being your table. So such a fun creative costume. You're definitely going to want to check out the photos. There's a link in the show notes for that along with just some other um, helpful information, things that we talked about. I put uh, a link for Valerian Root, which is uh, we talked about as a sleep aid, also white noise machine. So if that's something you're interested in, because things like run Disney events, uh, you have to be up super early. I am actually leaving right after this episode uh, airs, right after this episode goes live. I am leaving myself for my own trip to the parks. I'm going to try my best to post live party updates while I am there. So what I'm going to, I'll be posting throughout the night and Instagram on stories, just so you can follow along. I know there's a lot of questions, especially about Jollywood nights, since this is the first time we've seen this party, but not only am I doing that, I'm going to just be recording as I'm walking through the park. So my plan is hopefully next day, uh, the next morning to be able to get those up and live for you guys. So you can essentially walk through the party with me, get an idea of how the parties are going, what to expect, especially Jollywood nights. But don't worry, I will also be doing a more thorough update once I get back. So look out for those. Those will be bonus episodes, but I will have another episode for you guys next week. I have a lot of trip reports coming up, a lot of people scheduled. So we're going to have a lot of fun over the holidays, uh, living vicariously through you guys and your amazing Disney trips. So I can't wait for those. I know a lot of you have actually told me you're going to be in the parks while I'm there. So if you see me, be sure to say hi. Otherwise, I will see you guys on the next episode and hopefully in the parks. 